The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels, identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Good morning. It's Nicholas Barrett. How are you this morning? We have a fantastic show lined up for you today. Wherever you are in the world, you've transcended space and time, and we're connecting on this platform to equip ourselves to stretch further in faith and boldness to all God has for you. There's so much greater ahead, and we need to use this step as a setup for the next. It's all about progression, not digression. And this isn't the title of the show, but I think a lot of us get stuck, not just in the middle of the week, but we get stuck in the step we are doing. I had some technical issues setting this up, but if we're stuck in that issue, what happens is we skew the ability to to go forward. We skew the ability to improve and also to have greater blessings in our life. It's only when we're using the step we're in now that we can progress to the next step. So we must not get redundant. We must not stay in in the step that we're in. And this message was, again, for somebody, but I have a great show Before I get into the title, I've got a story for you. Are you an eagle or a chicken? We can all use a little encouragement from time to time, especially when we begin to have feelings of self-doubt and or frustration. You know, if these feelings are left unchecked, they get in the way of what God has planned to do in your life. The encouragement can be in the form of someone saying, keep it, keep at it, or you can do it, or it can come from a loved one, a teacher or supervisor. Anybody who gives us room to grow and fly. There have been times in my life when just a word of encouragement or someone believing in me, thinking, you can do it, made all the difference. Remember to the world, you may be one person, but to a person in need at that time, you may be their whole world. That's, you know, really how we get so many opportunities. And really, when we think about it, when we watch a video, we get encouraged things that we see, things that we hear, they inspire us. And the, the, the story is, is about an eagle who thought he was a chicken. A baby eagle became orphaned when something happened to his parents. He glided down to the ground from his nest, but was not yet able to fly. A man picked him up. The man took him. It was a farmer and said, this is a special kind of barnyard chicken, and it will grow up big. And the farmer said, doesn't look like a barnyard chicken to me. And the person who found it said, oh, yes, it is. You'll be glad to own it. So the farmer took the baby eagle and placed it in with the other chickens, with his chickens that he had. The baby eagle learned to imitate the chickens around him. He could scratch the ground for shrubbles and worms, and he grew up thinking in that environment that he was a chicken. Then one day an eagle flew over the barnyard. The eagle looked up and wondered, What kind of animal is this? How graceful, powerful, and free it is. Then he asked another chicken, what is that? And the chicken replied, oh, that's an eagle, but don't worry yourself. You will never be able to fly like that. 
And the eagle went back scratching the ground. He continued to behave like all the other chickens he grew up with, and he thought he was them. Finally, he died, never knowing the grand life that could have been his for the, for the taking. Now, the question, you may be asking, why am I saying this story? The question is, as I ask you today, is what label have you been living your life by? Abused by my parents, I'm too old, never had a chance, I'll never amount to anything, this is my life, I was born crippled, I'm a failure, I'm a divorcee. If you can't beat them, so I, I may as well join them. It's too late to have a chance. Nobody wants me. Well, I'm here to tell you that no matter what you think, God has given you the abilities to soar like an eagle. There are no limits other than the ones your mind has put on you. God wants you to fly to the next level. You're not a chicken, but you are an eagle. So let's break out of our conditioned mind and get your spirit mind back. God created you in his image and his wonderful works. You're way more than life has lied to you. So let's discover the ego that you can be today. Going back onto the show, I'm excited. I've been praying for this title, and this is how the story piggybacks onto this. It's all about vision. The title is Vision. Vision is something that's powerful. It's about having a vision strong enough in your present to impact your future. And I'll repeat that again. A vision to be powerful has to be strong enough in your present because it's always in your present to impact your future. In other words, what I am thinking is stronger than the problems I'm coming up against, stronger than the circumstances because I'm depending on changes and fluxes, things I can't control, then I I have no vision. It's an inspirational long-term desire of an outcome that is attached to a belief or a set of steps. So it's about turning your thoughts into action steps and then walking this out with passion, endurance, and purpose. During history, there have been many visionaries. The Declaration of Independence was the statement adopted by the Second Continental Congress meeting in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It was actually on July the 4th, 1776, hence the American Independence Day. It announced the 13 American colonies who at that time were in, in war with England and they regarded themselves as 13 newly independent sovereign states, separate from British rule. So they, were formed, they formed the new nation, which is the United States of America. That was a vision, a vision. Mussolini published the manifesto of the fascist party in Italy in 1919. In 1925 and 1926, Adolf Hitler published Mein Kampf, which was his autobiography. It's actually called My Struggle in which he outlines political ideology and plans for Germany. But 2,000 years ago, a young century itinerant, a first century itinerant preacher from a backwater village in an insignificant corner of a Roman Empire announces his own unusual manifesto. The ramifications of this continue to reverberate down the centuries. With a dangerous brevity, Jesus, the hinge of history, supersedes the many thousands of words that came before and after when he boldly declared in the Sermon of the Mount. Have you heard that it was said, but I say to you, is in Matthew 5. So Jesus' manifesto was unusual. The Sermon on the Mount offers a radically different take on the world. It's a dangerous declaration that upends the status quo and human nature by challenging the idea of business as usual. It was dangerous because it was 
it was and is so unusual. Refounding the world, the world on love and selflessness instead of hate and self-interest. A vision can be one that leads to a path of destruction or to a path of mending and healing through love. So we must have a clear vision of where we are now, what we need to do to move forward, and what the likely results of that moving forward will look like in your life. So wherever you are now, you need to have a vision, a vision of where you are. You need to have this, what do you need to do to move forward, and what's the likely impact this moving forward will look in your life? And what, what reason is there to a life with no purpose? So the vision will keep it alive wherever you are. And Psalm 119.05 tells us, your word is a lamp to my path and a light to my feet. So what this really means is we're all on a journey. We have our own unique stories. And the lamp is something that will light up the dark seasons in your life. That's why it's a lamp to my feet so I can see where I'm going. So very simply, when, when someone we love dies, when a person leaves us, hurts us in any way, or we get a doctor's report, God's light will always excel the dark of that step. So in other words, where your feet are will be lit with purpose. It'll give you hope, clarity, and most importantly, a vision in times that we're overcome by sadness and grief. So very simply, if we're caught up in something in our lives that's so emotionally hard, it takes a while for the mind to catch up with the circumstance. I say the circumstance always comes first, and it's getting your head around, which will just cripple you. And it will leave you in a dark spiral. So when all you can see is dark and hopeless, you will be filled with possibilities of unraveling blessing. So God's word gives us direction in life. It shows us the path God wants us on. So in the days this was written, people carried lamps with them. You know, in the modern day, it would be a flashlight, which ultimately means in your life that the vision will always become blurred by what goes on in our by the people we encounter, through disappointments, through setbacks, through challenges, that with God on your side, he will provide you with the light to correct your footsteps, which will redirect you from the human mind GPS and make certain that you finish strong. Remember, it's not where you may find yourself today that counts, but how you finish. This is your vision. And with God on your side, even when you feel all alone, you'll always be in the majority. So a vision gets impacted by the flux of circumstances. And we must remember how we come out of that will either sustain our vision or rob us of our vision. So we need to be constantly focused, regardless of what's in front of us, whether it's, in my case, mother's dying, father's dying, whether tragedy occurs, the vision has to be strong enough in that moment to make us break forward. Because very simply, there will be no vision. If we're focusing on a problem, the problem really is greater than the vision, and we become a problem. Life becomes a problem. So the question I ask you, is your vision strong enough to propel you through those seasons, to, to propel you through those dark moments? Because they will be setbacks. We're promised, actually we're promised many times in the Bible, you will have trouble in this world. And I think it's, it's exemplified everywhere. We have problems. We had a terrorist attack yesterday. We had more unrest. It is impossible to live a life with no problems. Whether we're Prince Charles or the person in the street, we'll all be impacted by financial problems, emotional problems, which are relational problems, and health problems of our own that are changing. 
it's impossible to have a journey that goes from A to B without having those problems. So God is a master visionary and creator of all things. In John 1.1, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. And in Genesis 1.1, you know, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void and the darkness was all over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. So, in the beginning, but in the beginning of this sidereal system, of which our sun, with its attendant planets, they all form a part. All of these things were, were made from a vision. As there never was a time that God did not exist, and as an activity is an essential part of his being. So probably there was never a time when the worlds did not exist. And in this process of the calling them into existence, when and how he willed, we may well believe that God acted accordance with the works of some universal law or of which he is himself is the author. So he is the author and the finisher in accordance with, with wondrous works of the universe. It was natural with St. John when placing the same words at the commencement of the gospel to carry back our minds to a more absolute conceivable beginning when the work of creation had not commenced and when in the whole universe there was only God. So to have a vision of God is a metamorphosis of his will in your human walk, in your human spirit, bring you into a state of being. So when you're in a state of being, you're connected to your full potentiality. And then the big picture of what God has ordained to achieve through your life since the foundation of the world. So it's very important to remember, we don't know our story. He does, because if he's in the beginning, the middle and the end, the alpha and the mega, the starter and the finisher, he knows that path. So in connecting into being, you're no longer in the carnal nature, which is just stuck in, as I say, we get stuck in our problems because we don't see a purpose because the, the problems will superpass those purposes. So to have this vision, we, we need to continue just looking forward and extending. So to have this, the two virtues will determine, really, the two virtues, where you focus on and what you look at, these two virtues will determine your extent in your vision and your capacity. God has given you always attracts you. He gives you the resources of heaven, but God always attracts the resources of heaven on earth for your advancement. So vision holds you in. The direction is always ordained for you to go through. Vision keeps you motivated and inspired regardless of hurdles or obstacles that you may face or may be facing at this very moment. So with a strong enough vision, you're able to keep going towards the goal, pushing forward. If God is for us, what can be against us? So a vision is like an airplane locked in by radar, locked in on its flight path. I may face a thunderstorm that will shake me, but because of my vision, I'm going to keep locked into that flight path on a destination. So when we get back from the break, we're having a few, a few glitches, uh, technical glitches this morning, but just bear with me. The vision is stronger than the technical glitches. We're going to take a break um, now, and we will come back, and we'll talk about how we can use God's vision to inspire us and align us for the, for the journey. I look forward to talking to you all after the break.
Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at voiceamericaempowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Good morning again. Thank you very much for joining me. We, we may be experiencing a few glitches because I'm on my headset. I'm not on I mean, actually on my phone headset, not on the regular headset I use. But the vision is more powerful than the current problems we're experiencing with my headset. The vision really is to impact you. I'm here to give you gems and rubies of things I've gone through. And my reason for getting up, obviously, is to serve God, but at the same time to elucidate you wherever you are in the world. We have thousands of people around the world listening live, We've also got iTunes, the things are stored, the shows are stored on iTunes, and I don't know how many could be listening, it could be countless, it doesn't really matter, because I'm talking to you as an individual. Let's get back on with the show, how to keep, how to use God's vision to inspire us. We're talking about historical visions and how the world was created by God, the master planner, because 9,900 birds, and we've got over 4,000 flowers, but he is an inventor and a master creator. So very simply, when you're aligned with God's will and purpose for your life, I'm no longer depressed, tired, weary, or apathetic as I have my vision and I'm working on God's purpose for my individual life, for my individual walk. Because I'm no longer saying God for me, but me for God. Things flow and move through life smoothly with purpose. Because when a lot of us try and use God as a jumping genie, we're trying to get him to do what we want. And of course, there's this tussle because when he doesn't, we get angry, we get apathetic, we get frustrated, and we even leave the belief system. But when we're aligned with him and we really realize, you know, if you've created this great planet with the galaxy, the Milky Way, and the universe, I'm going to surrender. I'm going to be beneath you and as a servant because what you've created is magnificent. Just go to any mountain peak or any ocean and see the waves crashing and there's just the sheer magnitude of it. I mean, you could spend your whole life just traveling and seeing the sheer magnificence of the terrain and the flora and the fauna and the planet. But when life is working smoothly, I think we all want it to work smoothly. But when you live in misery, you just know you're outside of God's will for your life. It means you're moving with your own selfish goals and pursuits, but not aligned with the spirit. So 
really, if you want God's best, you need to give him your best. Many people edit God what they want him to be to them. And they still speak of what they desire and feel. You will be getting a lot of what you desire and feel. You're not losing because at the moment you, actually, the moment your knees touch the floor, so to speak, you're given so much more because you're given the ability to navigate through life. And I know the last 10 years, tragedy upon tragedy, regardless of speaking to you on this show, I wouldn't be navigating. I wouldn't be coherently be able to speak to you in a positive way to tell you this is a gem or this is a ruby. So it's through testing. You know, it's been an expensive life. I've been through all of these things, but the great thing is now I have more peace and joy. And I'll tell you what I'm telling you is from the heart, more peace and joy and purpose with every day. So when a problem comes, it's like, okay, we're going to use this. And, And every time, if you're open to that, it becomes working. You realize it's working for you. So you build your testimony on the things you didn't think you could go through yourself because you probably, you couldn't, but we build, we build, we build, you know, we build a testimony based upon the strength God's given us. So when we can understand and then say from our hearts that all creation was through God, that's why words are powerful, like a double-edged sword. They can either cast down life or build life. So words can either build or destroy, depending on how they're used. So to create your vision, you need to choose your words wisely and carefully. We must be really conscious of the things, the words we say, because words create our reality. They create our energy. So to go back on when John wrote the gospel from one one and the rest of that, the rest of the book in John, it's important to note that he received his revelation from a higher source. He received it not from himself, he received it from God. So he was referring to a personality, so he used the word him. And I'm not going to go through this on the show through John, but if you read down that, you'll realize he referred to Jesus as the word made existing creation. So he didn't come of himself, but he came from, from the Father. So that was in creation. We can understand that God and Jesus were in the word before all of creation became manifest. So in Venturing Pioneer, God saw the vision of how he was going to display all creation in good order as a picture became manifest in the mind of God into existence. So the stars, the planets, and the galaxies, all of these came manifest on the power of his words because his word was and his word was him. So words are powerful. And that really is our most powerful source of communication is words. They can be the auditory words or they can be read. They can be visual words. So God's principles have not changed. as They're the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. What he intended for the world as the Garden of Eden hasn't changed. But what we've done is we've stripped it by a self-serving nature of greed, which is causing, of course, animals to become extinct, disturbing the ebb and flow of nature and putting a drain on the world's supply sources. So we need to really stop and think about things a bit. We need to get a consciousness, as we need to have a vision of what we're sowing. Because ultimately, what we're doing now, there's going to be an impact. If I throw a stone in a lake, there's going to be a ripple somewhere in that lake. It's impossible. Any, anything I do, any action I do, will be impacting, will reflect on that water. So it's the same in any relationship. Because if you're focusing primarily on what's in it for me, and to be honest, I was that way, and most of us are, until we become an awareness and realize, you know, it's stripping. It's stripping my relationships. It's stripping my friends. It's stripping my family. It's stripping my energy. 
So we need to break it down in, in all relationships. This is why we have to have the vision. What we're sowing is going to be what's coming back. So whoever's listening to this show, if you're not putting words or actions into your marriage or into your business or into your everyday life that are not bringing you back the fruit you want, you need to change your words and change your actions. So it's very, very, very important um, just to, to, to realize this. It's, it's impacting all of us. So we need to be visionaries in our relationships, visionaries with our children, visionaries with our marriage. So words, words and thoughts creating and maintaining your vision, where are you going, will be dependent very much on what you say and what you do. So if you look at this, Jesus of Nazareth, he was the perfect example of a visionary. He saw the potential. I mean, this is really what it boils down to. He saw the potential, the possibilities for making the world a better place. His words were spoken to the world and now more than 2,000 years later are followed by more than 2 billion people worldwide. So whatever celebrity, whether it's Jay-Z, whoever it is, they may have 4 million followers on Twitter. You're looking at someone who has 2 billion followers. And yet we give so much attention to the media, to what celebrities are doing. We become PhDs of other people's lives. And that really is taking a second focused on somebody else will take a second away from your purpose, from your, from your life. So we must really remember that. So your vision is all about what is possible and about that potentiality. And you then need to attach a mission. In other words, action steps to walk your vision out until it becomes a manifest. Because a vision without works is dead. So God is able, but we need to attach our availability to proactively make a vision come to pass. He will not do it for us. We need to actively be proactive in seeking and pushing forward. So it's always by stretching into the uncomfortable that we get advancement or improvement in our situation. Always in the stretching. Just when I wrote my first book, I've done two now. One is coming out August 6th worldwide, but it, it's uncomfortable. Ten years ago when I started writing, I hadn't been a writer. My mind told me, well, you're not a writer. You can't write. The first book was not great, but this second book coming out now, I'm told is, is people like it, and that's the most important thing. So it's in that uncomfortability that we need to dig deep, really, and, and, go, and go forward. So we need to be uncomfortable. It, it places us in a situation that we can be positioned for success. But if you're comfortable or stuck in a routine, you're really in the plan of fear, not the one in faith. Because if you're in faith, you're moving forward. You know the ground has been set. So you need to trust not your abilities as they're in flux and they'll keep you right where you are. You need to set up and trust God as he will do exceedingly and abundantly more than you can ask and imagine. In short, you need to do something different to get a different out, uh, outcome from your life. So wherever we are, this, again, could be for somebody. If you're stuck in the comfortable, it will not change. But, and chances are you're not content in that comfortable. You've just talked yourself into being there long enough, and that's been your default button. So you need to dig. You need to dig deep into your heart. Go beyond routine. Go beyond mundane and ask yourself these questions. What is my vision and what do I want to achieve? So your vision needs to be strong. It's about seeing above the forest of life when you get stuck in the abusive parents, the failed marriage, the loneliness, the personal 
fears that are keeping us stuck in a holding pattern. They're keeping us really bonded with slaves to those thoughts because they keep reoccurring. They're controlling us. So we need to get out of this routine. And I see this with so many friends. I get up and go to work. I come home. I go to bed. I get up and go to work. I come home and go to bed. I get up to work, come home, go to bed, get up to work, come home, go to bed. So the sad thing is that many of us go through life blinded by previous experiences and setbacks. So our plans and visions very often have faded, and our default button is just to go through life in a survive mode. Get up and go to bed, get up and go to bed and go to work. So we get stuck with blinkers and only see life as a meaningless routine of expediting a job that we have labeled to ourselves as being our limit and our life. So the burden keeps us bondage, keeps us slaves, and our lives will just end. We live to work and not work to live. So very simply, I'm not a barista. I'm not at Starbucks. I'm not a working in a library or I'm not working in a, in a janitorial or in a cleaning job. You are who you are. You're created as a masterpiece with a bit in, in being with a plan and purpose for your spirit. Life has lied to you. You've labeled yourself there. So we need to ask ourselves, why do so many lose their vision and get stuck in survival mode? Why, why is this? Because many of us are stuck in that unless we develop an awareness. So the number one reason is not having a strategy, not having a strategy to keep your vision alive. So very simply, we've permitted, permitted things that happen to cloud our vision. And the process of life has drowned out the purpose of life, which is revealed through your vision. So a vision must always transcend your circumstances or your circumstances will thwart your vision. And I'll repeat this again. Your vision must always transcend your circumstances or your circumstances will thwart your vision. You may be asking how to keep your vision going. How do I keep it going? I'm feeling this way. I understand what you're saying because but how do I keep this vision going? It's easy for you to say you're a minister. Well, it's not, but I've worked hard at doing it. I was determined not to become a victim to my circumstances, but to be a victor. I knew life is limited. Time is going by. It's already March of you know, 2016. Life is a vapor. This may be my last day. It, it may not, but you know what? I'm going to live it like my last day. Be open to see things like my last day so I don't miss loving on people and opportunities, even though it may be, they may not be easy always. I'm not going to let that not easy cloud my, 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 my vision, my purpose that God gave me, regardless. Regardless of what's taken away or stripped away, I'm moving forward to the finishing line. And I want them the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. So I don't want to be a victim. You can be a victim too, but it's about changing. It's about not letting your circumstances dictate and thwart your vision. So life's a marathon. I've come to the conclusion it's a marathon, not a sprint. When we're training to run a marathon, we're going to train to run a long way. We know that it will not be easy. But keep our training focus on finishing that 26.2 miles. So very simply, when I'm training for a 5K race, my strategy is different. Our vision is for 5K. You know, we're less likely to get tested. We know it's a shorter distance because our vision is only set on that 5K. So how are you training for your journey in life this morning? How are you preparing for obstacles, for hills, for heat, for cold, for pain? You know, you know it'll be long. 
But have you worked, and more importantly, maintained a strategy to finish strong on that 26.2 mile? Spirituality is like fitness. You need a diet of what you put in, and that will influence what you put out. It will influence your performance. What am I putting in will influence how I'm going to do. So we need to be prepared for changes in circumstances and have a strategy to deal with those changes. You know, there are many biblical accounts, biblical accounts where people have test, been tested by their circumstances. It's all about tests. Let's, for example, look at Joseph. You know, his brothers got angry. He had a dream and an aspiration. And as a result, they attempted to stamp out his divine destiny. So if you and I are not more aware, we'll give permission to those in our lives to actually stamp out our vision while it's still in process. Not, not when it's manifest, but while it's still in process. So even in Matthew, Jesus experienced this from his disciples. He spoke about his plans and what he was going to do to achieve his divinely laid out destiny. And Peter negatively spoke over those. And then Jesus rebukes Peter by saying, Jesus turned and he said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but many human concerns. So who are you allowing in your life to distract you from your vision, to talk down on you, to limit you, to abuse you with their words, because words are more powerful than a punch, because a punch is a bruise that can go away. Those words, they stay and they repeat it like a film, like a microfiche that records its inner computer, which is our mind, with those 90% of thoughts repeated, 85% of being negative. So those ants those, that automatic negative thinking can very simply come from other people's words. This could be a husband. This could be a wife. This could be a brother. This could be a sister. Very often the people closest to us give us the, the reason for the most pain. Very often the people closest to us, the ones we trust and open our hearts to, are the ones that give us the most pain. And they can crush your vision, crush your vision of what God's placed in you and have you as a victim for the rest of your life. So it's very, very important. Those we allow access into our lives and our hearts, they'll either encourage us to go forward or hold us back. And I often tell people, show me your friends and I will show you your future. We can be limited by others that may not have the same set of values as we do, as you do, or share the same set of visions or the purpose for life. Some people are takers, some people are givers. Some people are living as a victim and, and they're angry and they're toxic and they will strip you. They will strip you raw of your goodness and your purpose. And I see interactions of people all the time. I minister to a lot of people. I go to their homes and houses sometimes and I can see the cyclical pattern of toxicity. All of them are interacting, but it, it's all very, very toxic and really not in a great place at all. So we need to raise our awareness of what we're listening to, what we're hearing. And this is, this is, again, to help you if you're, if you, it could be a marriage, could be a marriage. You know, sometimes these things need to be broken off in order to move you forward on God's vision. Sometimes we need to break off to allow room for, for what God to bring us, wants to bring into our lives. It's like a suitcase. You sometimes need to take things out in order to take for a trip what you put in. If I'm going on a summer trip and I've realized I put a lot of sweaters, well, I need to take those bulky sweaters out to put in my bathing suit to put in my tanning lotion, my flip-flops and shorts, so I'm equipped for my journey of the vision. My vision is a summer vacation, not to be stuck in the Windsor one. 2 Corinthians even tells us, do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what the righteous and wickedness of have in common, 
with a fellow of light and with darkness. So very simply, what this means is if you're walking in positivity and in love, don't stay in a toxic relationship. Don't be around friends that hold you down. Select your friends. If you're hanging out with chickens, you'll be a chicken. If you want to soar up like wings of an eagle, you need to look at people that, that are moving forward and uplifting other people. And it's always the people that are positive and loving and uplift other people, regardless of their circumstances, you want to surround yourself with those because they're people builders. They have a heart that is loving and they're not toxic about what's gone wrong in their lives. So you may run back to the telephone and get all kinds of advice for your life. And this is going totally off the script, but I feel it very strongly. You may be going back to the same friend for the same advice, thinking it's loving advice, but it's coming from their toxic heart and their vain ambition. So you need to really be careful. You need to purge yourself of negative thoughts, negative thinking. You need to get away from those people that are holding you down. Even if it's somebody that you love, quote unquote, you know what? That might not be a healthy love. It might be one that you need to break off very simply and not stay around. You need to be around people who are building your vision. Very, very, very important. Let's cover, we've got a little bit more on this segment. Let's just cover takeouts. How are we going to keep this vision alive? So number one thing, you want to keep your vision fresh and alive through prayer. So you want to run it through your mind regularly. And always say this, you want to see yourself in the place you want to be, as this will position you for greater things. <laughs> they say sometimes visualize to realize, but you need to really position yourself mentally and emotionally at the place you want to be in your life. If it's an exam see, and, and you're studying to be a doctor, see yourself as a doctor, look at the operating theaters. If you see yourself as a speaker, you know, visualize yourself on a pulpit with, you know, thousands of people. If you see yourself as somebody rescuing animals, just see yourself, see animals in need around you that you see and visualize yourself. So very simply, what you've been created for has already been under the sun. It's already in existence. This is why having the mind, because the mind is so important that mind connects to our heart, the words connect to our heart, they're integral. So you need to keep the, keep the vision alive in your mind. So remember, before the Israelites got to the promised land, there were camps. This was basically a 40-mile, it was an 11-mile walk that should have taken 11 days, but it took 40 years. The last holding place for that was Kadesh Barnea, and this was a holding place, and then they sent out the 12 spies. So in other words, they positioned themselves to get to a better place, to get to the land that was promised. So the 12 spies went to and established a position before the Israelites could enter Canaan, before they could enter the promised land. So, you know, Joshua lived through the 40 years, the wandering period, which was 40 years, and was named as successor to Moses. So Moses, in other words, led them to the position, and Joseph delivered the blessing to them. So it's important that you, it was all about positioning. So you need to get in position. Let's get in position, guys. You need to get in position for the new place you want to be. Just like they did. The promised land never would have been reached. They would have been still in the wilderness if they hadn't got themselves in position. And this could be in your life now. This could be a sickness you're in. This could be a marriage that's breaking down. It could be a child with a drug addiction. It could be financial problems. It could be medical. Maybe you are in a, in a bad crash. Maybe you're on a wheelchair all of these things, but you need to position yourself for what's coming. Do not get 
stuck because you will be amazed how positioning, visualizing can help these things manifest because, you know, God hears your prayers. He loves you a lot and he wants to bless you exceedingly and abundantly. And knock and you will find, seek and you will find. What that really means is, yes, we may not get the bicycle at 6 a.m. in red delivered to our doorstep if we're praying for it, but a turnaround, and I've seen this many times, seen this in my family, I've seen this with a pet that I've had, situations that doctors had spoken over and had more or less said was the end or not going to happen. Major things happen. Turnaround. So faith is the moving is the moving tool for God. Faith is, is the thing that moves it. That's the catalyst. But it, it's about positioning. So you need to keep your fre- a fresh vision, and you need to keep it alive through your prayer, through what you're asking, because a lot of prayers don't get answered. Now, put this out there. People start praying. We put a Jew, a, 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 basically a, a due date on God's due season. It's in his due season. Yes, it took 40 years, but I made it to the promised land. Yes, it took all this time, but I healed my addiction. Yes, it took all this time, but I recovered. I recovered, and I am now walking. When they said I'd never walk, guess what? I stayed strong with my vision. I didn't listen to people and circumstances around me. I listened to God's vision, and I'm now walking. Or my marriage was healed. Or I broke off the marriage, and now I'm whole. Now I've worked on healing myself, because when we move away, we can then have a, a relationship with God in a personal way sometimes when we've been in an unhealthy situation that can heal us. Time. time. Time is the thing that does it, but time focusing and listening to the right things. If I go back to listening to the friend who limits me or thwarts my vision, then I'll be stuck. So number two, and I'll put this out there, keep forward despite circumstances or what others tell you. You know, there have been many times I would have given up, many people... You're giving up a career that pays hundreds of thousands of dollars, you're celebrity nutritionist and all of this thing. And I knew that psychology was where I was to go and uh, continue writing the books and continue presenting, doing shows, speaking at churches. And I knew, and I put this out there, do not do something for the money because if it's God's plan, he will provide money, will chase you. Just like the mana from heaven as they were on that 40-mile walk, 40-year walk rather, at night, there was fire to light the path, okay? And in the daytime, there was cloud to keep them cool. So all of these things flow into place. And I talked with a lady yesterday, and she said she left a career. Family thought she was crazy. She had a regular income. They were all obviously living in fear. You, you're clinging on. You are, you, you are an income. You're not a, a being. You're not in likeness. You're not your own individual. You are Starbucks or you are Dunkin' Donuts, and you've labeled yourself. But she left it, and she's now doing a totally different job. And she said, I got a phone call, believe it or not, the day after I left this job that I'd been stuck in unhappily for over a decade, and a director called me, and and the position opened up. So she had prepared herself to leave for a while, but she always kept a vision board. She said that I had a vision board, and I used to write the vision down, and every time I'd get distracted, it was in key areas of my house. I used to look at this vision board and say, wow, you're my friend because it's keeping me on track. So we must drown out the noise. If you have a strong enough conviction, you know, there'll always be people envious of you because they don't have your resolve. They don't have your unbending vision. If they're not following God's pattern, they won't be happy for you. They'll be envious because when we're in the flesh and not in the spirit, we, we get resentful. 
we get jealous, envious, we're looking at other people, we start to draw comparisons. Anything away from love is carnal, and that takes us to that mode of operation. I was that way until 10 years ago when I turned around. And now if I see somebody with five Lamborghinis, you know, that's their deal with God. It isn't mine. I don't particularly want one, but, you know, many years ago to be like, whoa, what are, what are they doing? What are they doing? And that's how a lot of us are. We're looking at what someone else is doing. And we start chopping and changing and getting angry when things, but no, your story is going to be great for you. You are going to be a winner if you follow the path of vision and if you get God's direction. And if you use the lamp to the path and the light to my feet, very simply, you are who you are. The story has been written and it will be great for you. And we only come into the world with nothing and then we leave. It's important. All that we think we have to add value is we, we turn out with nothing. And there are some billionaires in the media at the moment, that, and I'm not going to mention names, you can tell by the way they talk to people sometimes. They have money to burn, but there's just something missing. There's something missing in their soul that needs to strip people down. And remember, any word of stripping or tearing another person down is a manifestation of what I'm lacking inside of me. If I have a lemon, I'm giving you a lemon. If I have an orange, I'm giving you a, an orange. So you must have, if they don't have your unbending vision, you must be aware that certain people are envious. And their words are powerful. So you must be careful to guard your heart against the limits that those words can put on you. Remember, it's your vision that you want to live by, not by the limitations of the words other people have put on you. So that was take out two. Take out three is you need to start with self. When you're passionate and, and enthusiastic and connected with the vision, you can energize. You can energize things to work for you. So you need to look at yourself, be passionate about what am I doing? What am I trying to achieve? And you, this will keep you fired up because you are yourself. You're not what you think you are doing. You are a, a being created, created in God's likeness with a unique plan and purpose. There will be no other you. There will be no other you. So take out four. And this is really so important because a lot of us get caught up in not being there. You need to be present. We're caught up in the past that could have, would have, should have. If this happened, if this didn't happen, what was done to me? If you're caught up in the past, very simply, you'll have no future. You'll have no future. So people need to look at you as their, as their leader in tough times. So you need to be impacting other people. We need to, you need to be present. And I always say present looking to what you can do to people around you because that really is the purpose. When your life is focused on yourself, it becomes like drinking salt water. You just basically need more and more and more and more. So when the purpose is outside of you and you're present, you can be motivated because your results are impacting other people around you. And I would use another takeout, really we call this takeout five, is use affirmations. They can be positive affirmations that are practiced daily and demonstrated on your desk. So bullet, bulletin boards and great tools. And it keeps you engaged and energized on your motivation and purpose. So we need to look at these affirmations. What you look at on a regular basis will tell you. We're about to run out of time really soon. Thank you for bearing with me with these technical difficulties. Uh, I've used a, a spare set of cell phone headphones, and I've tried to give you my best. And I'm believing that we've, we've, we've had a powerful message regardless. But I'm believing 
that God has a great vision for you. He doesn't want you to be put off by circumstances. He wants you to be encouraged to put them on him and watch him turn your faith into miraculous in your life, be it your marriage, your illness, your addiction. Great is now because you are breathing and so much greater is coming. It's not God's plan. If it's not God's plan for you, you can't keep it. But if if it is, you can't lose it. So I've had a great show. Love you very much. And we will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Reverend Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.